Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to Soho Strangler Week by Murdwell. To accompany the series, here's a few extra details from the police files and the court records to aid your enjoyment and maybe even help you crack the case. This episode is about how the victims are demonised in the eyes of the people. So why do we do it? Why do we demonise the victims? Well, the thing is, serial killers are fascinating. Go into any bookshop. There are more books on serial killers than the victims. And in most books on serial killers... The victims' lives are barely amount to like a small percent percentage of the book. And often, the only reason they're really there is so we can find out how they actually met their killer and what went wrong, which, in a way, is victim-blaming. In order to have a fascination with serial killers, or even hero-worshipping a killer, as some people do, but, you know, many won't admit to that, you can't openly praise their cunning, their intelligence, their skill or even their mission, as you can see with Jack the Ripper there, mission as a moral guardian. Or even more sickeningly, as some people do, praising serial killers for their looks as if there's something to be fancied. Um, so first, in order to find a way to demonise the victims, first you have to make the victims less worthy of living than the killer themselves which, unfortunately, is what a lot of people do when they praise serial killers. Um, sometimes in the press you can do this by just ignoring the victims, reducing them down to just the bare essentials of them just being a name, an age, a collection of injuries. Often you can kind of focus on the serial killer and treat the victims more like they're just a prop or a piece of meat to guide you into how you'd find the information about this serial killer, why he chose them, why he killed them in that specific way. They're really just a prop, a piece of meat. Uh, and almost in a way, by hero heroising the serial killers, what you're actually doing is saying, these are the victims, and they were, let's, let's use air quotes here, chosen to be slaughtered by him for his pleasure, almost as if it was a gift from God. So that's kind of another way of which we, we demonise the victims. Mostly, we demonise the victims by attacking just the simple things like their physical attractiveness, attractiveness, their moral choices, um, just the way they live their lives. We kind of try and put ourselves on a higher pedestal than them, and we look down at them from our moral position and go, "Oh, look at that! Look how look how terrible they are!" 
And that's the thing, that's what makes it so easy, especially with things like Jack the Ripper, Soho Strangler. It's easier to demonise these victims. Why? Because they're prostitutes. You know, we can look down on them and go, oh, look how morally loose they are, look how fallen they are. If they're drug addicts, even better. It makes it easier for us to kind of demonise them and put the killer on a pedestal, and therefore it's acceptable for us to kind of dive into the killer's life and go, oh, aren't they fascinating? Aren't they clever? Aren't they witty? Look how they evaded the police. Look how intelligent they are. Um, so what I'm going to do with this section is we'll go through a lot of the press articles to do with the different victims in the Soho Strangler case, and we'll look at how how different they are. So let's start at the very beginning. We have, of course, French Fifi. This was the first murder. As you can kind of see, have a look. There's there's a real correlation between French Fifi and uh, Catherine Maud Chamberlain, who was the victim up in Durham who was murdered by uh, Norman Stevenson. So if you haven't listened to the series yet, spoilers. Um, But you can see a correlation there. There's the reporting of the Catherine Moore Chamberlain case is very factual, very flat, very to the point. They're just going down to the details. French Fifi is identical. When you look at it, there's no... I'll read you just a couple of articles and you can see there's no kind of monster in there. There's no myth very little kind of demonising of Fifi, except what you would expect from an article about a prostitute who was murdered. There will always be a kind of a a moralising in there. So let's read this. This was the Daily Mail, uh, sorry, Daily Mail, Daily Telegraph uh, headline, Woman Dead in West End Flat, Stocking Around Neck. That was a headline. Pretty standard. All the facts are there. Um, It goes... Mrs. Josephine Martin, age 46, known as Fifi and believed to be of French nationality, was found yesterday in a top floor flat in Archer Street, Soho. She was on a bed, fully dressed, with a silk stocking tightly round her neck. The discovery was made about noon by Mrs. Martin's French maid. She notified the the Globe Club, which is in the same building, and Mr. Lance George, an actor, and others went to the flat. Artificial respiration was tried in vain. Superintendent Walter Hambrook of Scotland Yard took charge of the case. Sir Bernard Spilsbury was called in to decide whether the woman's death was due to foul play. Mrs Martin is believed to have been well off and the possibility of a robbery is being investigated. Taxi drivers are being asked if they drove a man and a woman to Archer Street late on Sunday night. And election literature, which arrived at the flat shortly afterwards, was addressed to a Mr and Mrs Jane Martin. There's a little bit extra after that. But when you look at that, pretty normal, unsensational. Do you know, the facts are there. Even though there's a couple of things in there which aren't exactly true, it's still early days. The press are kind of getting details. They don't know what's right yet. They're kind of still finding their feet in the same way that the police are are finding their way yet. But nothing sensational, really. It's like, even with their name, they they say her name is uh, Josephine Martin, known as Fifi pretty much it just a very standard story um another article same day in the daily herald woman's death in west end flat strangled by her own stocking scotland yard officers investigating the death mystery of a woman in the soho flat yesterday had not ruled out the possibility that she'd been murdered the woman known as mrs josephine martin was found strangled fully clothed on her bed with one of her stockings tied tightly around her neck the knot the knot was on the left-hand side, and police are puzzled by this fact. 
pretty standard. Do you know they've they've got the details, they've put it out there. Nothing, nothing too exciting, sensational. I th- you can kind of see with this because in their eyes, there's only one murdered woman so far. She happens to be a prostitute. She happened. She happens to live in Soho. Not. It's not sensational, Jim. There's not there's not three murders. There's not five. There's, we're not building up. They're kind of guessing that this is going to be something that's going to be a one-off. It's going to be easily forgotten. Now, this is where the mystery creeps in uh, with Sir Bernard Spilsbury and Dr. Charles Burney, the police surgeon, and they're trying to work out, is this a suicide? Is this a murder? And they're both at loggerheads at that point. They're they're going into the autopsy. And what they want to do is not make an announcement, quite rightly, until they've absolutely categorically confirmed, is it a murder? Is it a suicide? Unfortunately, that takes a couple of days. And, well, in in total, it takes three weeks until the inquest. Uh, And even at that point, they do say murder by balance of probability. But in the world of the press one day without new information on uh, a murder they've got to write something they've got to do something so uh november the 6th the next day daily herald silk stocking riddle baffles police see already the 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 mystery element has already been started uh, nearly two days after the discovery of the body of mrs josephine martin in her flat on arch street scotland yard detectives are unable to state how she died uh, Sir Bernard Spilsbury made a post-mortem. It has been found that the words I love you till I die were tattooed on one of her legs. West End acquaintances of French Fifi told the Daily Herald last night that they feared sooner or later she would be killed by some man. Now this is interesting. They've already started to put the mystery elements in there. They've already focused that they're using her, uh, her name but also French Fifi, the full kind of prostitute title. You'll notice later on that they start to use the prostitute title more than they use her proper name. And already they've put in the the, the little detail about the uh, the tattoo on the leg. Therefore, we're kind of thinking, was this the man who murdered her? He loved her too much. He wanted her dead. Um, Already you can see people, newspapers started to disparage her as well. So the Evening Standard on the 5th, uh, post-mortem on woman found dead in flat. So it's just an article saying that they're doing a post-mortem, but they haven't got any details yet. And already they're saying um, people are being interviewed with criminal records. So already they're saying, well, this is going to be this is going to be involving working class people uh people with uh, people who are of a lower standard to everyone else because they've got criminal records therefore she hung around with those kinds of people therefore she's of lower moral value um even in here daily herald would say cid men search cafes trying to solve the soho flat mystery Scotland Yard officers investigating the Soho flat murder of Mrs. Josephine Martin, the 41-year-old Russian woman, don't forget she wasn't Russian, have formed the opinion that she was strangled by a man who knew her well. It is stated that since the death of the woman three weeks ago, CID men have been shadowing a man. They weren't shadowing a man. There was the, the, They love her in the panic. We'll dive into this in the panic section, but they love to show the story of CID men shadowing it's like there was no shadowing going on. They, they they talk about loads of plain clothed officers swarming Soho, keeping an eye on all these 
deep dark denizens of 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 soho's dirty red light district didn't happen the the the, there was the regular police force were out there they were keeping an eye out for um the man who well later anyone who kind of looked suspicious anyone who they kind of knew uh, following Tuesday's inquest uh, verdict of murder against persons unknown, police intensified their search of scores of cafes and nightclubs in the West End in the hope of finding a clue. See, cafes and nightclubs, not restaurants, not nice places. Uh, the, the, uh, the murderer has to be someone who hangs out in a, in a nasty place like a cafe in a nightclub. Oh, dirty. Um... At Daily Herald on the 7th, detectives believe that robbery was a motive. Friends declare that Fifi had large sums of money in her flat, but none were found by the police. She hadn't got large sums of money in the flat. Police found no money in the flat. Uh, but as mentioned in the episode, that doesn't actually mean that she didn't have money in the flat. She could have been, could, the money could have been stolen. But uh, given the way that she lived and given the fact that if she did have a pimp, most of the money would have gone to him anyway. She wouldn't have had lots of money in the flat. Or if she did, he would have taken it. Um, we start with French Fifi getting into the idea of the white slave trade as well. So this is already by the 7th of November. So she's been dead two days. Uh, and the Daily Herald already saying, Last night, none of the persons they, i.e. the police, wish to interview have been discovered despite intensive combing of the underworld. That keeps cropping up, so you will see the words underworld, suggesting that she only consorts with criminals. Um, but as we know, if, if statistics are to be believed that one in ten men uh, visit prostitutes, then does that mean that one in ten men are criminals and all criminals visit prostitutes? I, th- I think unlikely. I think unlikely. I think it's a wide variety of different people. Um, interesting with these articles as well, what I noticed was a real reverence for authority as well. So when you see police mentioned, it's always Detective Chief Inspector. They will always give him his full title. Sir Bernard Spilsbury, there you go, title right there. Um, especially as he's got a knighthood as well. But when it comes to the prostitutes, she may be lucky if she gets her married title like mrs josephine martin but they will always write mrs josephine martin prostitute also known as french fifi uh, which is one of the reasons why i mean a for clarity throughout the soho strangler i deliberately use their prostitute name uh, the, the prostitute moniker because that's kind of what the print the press were hanging everything onto. um but it's, it's it's kind of it's kind of immoral in a way that we're kind of demonising these women by just saying, well, they're just prostitutes and that's all they'll ever be. Um, Daily Herald again. Uh, this is not just to blame the Daily Herald. This is quite often the Daily Herald. Re- they wrote a lot more articles than everyone else, which which is why quite often you'll hear me say Daily Herald. Uh, Daily Herald. Uh, the police intensified their search of scores of cafes and nightclubs in the West End in the hope of finding a clue. Again, stating that um only working class people would be suspected not not good decent people of society uh the people 27th of november death of french excuse me death of french fifi baffles yard in there they have a little section that goes yard theories one that she was the fourth victim of a gang of white slavers with whom she had dealings some of whom believed that statements she made uh, led to the arrest of a gang 
and two that she was murdered by a tapper a an underworld criminal an underworld criminal who preys upon women of her type so they're all in there it's all um we sorry there's a boat going past that just distracted me they got their music on oh see i knew i knew my boat was going to get rammed by that um big article this was one of the articles that i found fascinating this was in the daily express it's undated but unfortunately it was one of these articles that were syndicated everywhere uh and it was titled clear the gunman out of britain i'll read you a piece of this it just goes uh, the murder uh, i.e fifi has been linked with three other murders marshal chevalier a young french acrobat murdered in piccadilly in 1924 was found with his throat cut 12 years ago on the corner of air street piccadilly uh, he was known by the police as a white slave trafficker his murder was due to a gang feud um, the second link is the uh, is the murder in a Soho club in 1926 of Charles Balatta. We're going to deal with that in Murder Mile, uh, hopefully this year. Uh, he was shot dead by Emile Bertier, a convicted white slaver, now serving sentence in Broadmoor. Um, he wasn't a white slaver. Uh, the third link is the murder of Mrs. Josephine Martin, also known as French Fifi. She was strangled with a silk stocking. Uh, Emile Allard, a.k.a. Red Max, was in correspondence with associates of Chevalier. Um, he frequented the Soho Club where Bellata was shot. He is known to have met French Fifi at least once a week, and, is, and it is believed that Emile Allard, i.e. Red Max, knew the secret of French Fifi's murder. It is probable that this was the reason he was murdered. He was suspected of being an informer or copper's narc who gave Scotland Yard the information which, le which led to the deportations of French Fifi's after French Fifi's death. Uh, he knew too much, they put in bold capitals there. Also, the murder may have in been inspired by his vengeance. Uh, now, I, I actually wasted uh, a whole afternoon diving into all of the details in this small article uh, to see how much of it was true. Um, so I went through a lot of the back back histories. I went through the Marshall Chevalier file. I went through the Charles Bellatta file, which I'd already I'd already got copies of anyway because that's coming up in Murder Mile. Um, uh, Red Max or his known aliases do not appear anywhere in the police or court records of Marshal Le Chevalier. Uh, I also double-checked his aliases as well. Red Max does not appear in any of the court records for the murder of Charles Bellatta. Uh, Red Max does not appear anywhere in the police or court records for French Fifi. So you go through the whole of the French Fifi file, he does not appear. Roger Vernon does not appear. Um... So it, everything is very confuse, confusing, especially when the press decide to make links, but they don't. They don't. They don't clarify anything. They just go, "Well, this will be nice," because they they know full well, especially with newspapers. Today it's a news story. Tomorrow we use that newspaper to wrap up our fish and chips. No one will care anymore. And if they're entirely wrong, all they have to do is put. If it's front page news and they put a big thing in there, say. So, yeah, have a look at the Matthew Kelly case years ago, the actor Matthew Kelly, who loaned out his, I think it was his, 
his home in um, Philippines or somewhere like that, loaned it out to this guy. The guy turned out to be a paedophile. The press jumped all over it and said, My- Matthew Kelly, paedophile, paedophile. And they'd got on the front page article, they got boxes being removed from the house. And, uh, and in there was a DVD of Dumbo, which was precariously placed on top so the press could get a very clear view of it. It was clearly a set-up shot shot and they were like matthew kelly pedophile his entire career was ruined found entirely innocent um and what did they do in the end they put in a little apology on page 17 after all these weeks of demonizing him a little tiny thing uh, on page 17 saying we may have got some details wrong our source was incorrect that's what they do they they can make up any old shit why because it's entertainment entertainment and they're selling newspapers and they want you to keep buying therefore they need the stories to be more sensational if you have a choice between two two or three newspapers and one is a really exciting headline and the other one is you know a man man who used to be on tv found with dumbo dvd and the other one goes matthew kelly pedophile exclamation mark which one do you go for you go for the sensational one and they know that um so let's dive in with uh french um french marie i keep too many maries in this episode there's two and there's two too many uh so marie cotton um even though she's not a prostitute as far as we know still the press are trying to make her sinister so they do that right at the start by saying her name is uh, marie jeanette cotton it's actually incorrect it's jean marie cotton but we can excuse the press for being a bit thick there uh and they say whose real name was cousins actually it wasn't cotton was her real name cousins was her married name but by doing that they're implying an alias um again with all the with all the uh victims as well they keep making reference to a bohemian lifestyle now when you kind of look at it it's kind of bohemian lifestyle just means you do things slightly different from everyone else but when you look at marie cotton's life what's different about her life she's she's a cleaner she she goes out in the morning she goes around to this guy's house she cleans the flat she gets paid four pounds a week that's her job she 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 makes dinner in the evenings there's nothing bohemian about her life but you can demonize her by instantly saying bohemian lifestyle it makes it kind of um makes it seem sinister and you don't need to explain it even here the article says uh, the dead woman lived a bohemian life and it is thought that she may have met her debts at, at her death at the hands of an acquaintance what 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 bohemian lifestyle in uh, it's very funny in all of these articles as i mentioned before because very few journalists were actually sent to the scene what they actually did was they just copy and pasted from all the other articles they were like yep that one in the people looks good we'll steal that so bohemian lifestyle is repeated everywhere but nobody ever gives a a, a reference to it a point at which we say we know she's bohemian because um uh, bohemianism is a practice of an unconventional lifestyle this is from the dictionary uh, often the company of like-minded people uh, and with few permanent ties it involves music artistic literary and spiritual pursuits as mentioned she's a cleaner she's just doing a job what's bohemian about that uh lots of uh, inaccuracies now because it's a speed medium obviously the press make a lot of mistakes as they go along so um they keep making reference to 
her as but uh, as mentioned by her other name um inaccuracies in that so here was one this was the leicester evening mail on the 18th 1936 and it stated police have taken away a blood splattered door this was from uh french uh, french marie uh, marie direct jeanette cotton as mentioned in the episode um she was strangled there was a small bit of blood around her nose and her mouth but it hadn't sprayed anywhere because it was literally as she'd fallen on the floor as she was dying she had a a bit of a nosebleed it went onto the floor it wasn't splattered anywhere but in the press they they repeatedly say the police have taken away a blood splattered door they didn't they didn't in fact the blood didn't even move um in truth they actually took away the door because they found fingerprints on it but when they double checked it uh, the fingerprints were actually the first police constable to turn up. It's his his fingerprints, unfortunately. Um, in an open cupboard, they found fourteen pounds in notes and silver. That's incorrect. Uh, I've actually got the police itinerary here. N- no money was found. Uh, fourteen pounds in nineteen thirty six would have been about eleven hundred pounds. That's a hell of a lot of money. But again, they've they've printed it. They haven't bothered to check it. They don't care if. If you put in that amount of money with this woman who's working uh, just as allegedly as a cleaner and she's bohemian and there's all this money instantly. Well, this is very exciting, isn't it? Um, uh, There's also the aura of criminality there. I mentioned in the episode about a letter that came through can't remember the lady's name um and it was titled this article daily telegraph is titled french clue to soho murder woman's statement a possible clue that this woman came from boulogne during the weekend a french woman who's who was known uh who was known mrs cotton well in london made an important statement to the police she stated that she was in fear and refused to disclose her name now this is all untrue i used her statement in in the episode itself this was jo- uh, josephine Poulacan. um she said she'd read about it in the paper she knew marie briefly for a couple of months and she volunteered a statement and she even said that she would happily con- come to court if required um in her statement there's no reference to threats anything like that but in the press it's like she or oh, we can't just say that she gave a statement we have to say she was in fear for her life of course they do because it makes it exciting um quite often in the press as well so because in this episode i had to put red max further away in the episode because i didn't want to give away too much too soon um the the chronology is Fifi was murdered, then Red Max was murdered, then Roger Vernon went to prison, then it was Dutch Lair, uh, sorry, then it was Marie Cotton was murdered, then Dutch Lair, then French Marie. So Red Max was actually earlier on. If anything, I would have put him in episode three, but I needed to save that to the end because he was a, a key suspect. But even throughout this, um, quite often the press would be constantly trying to make references to French Fifi and red max and the other victims so from the point after red max's murder you will see red max constantly put into these articles interestingly they they barely mention roger vernon um but in the police report it would state um it has been stated in the press that the, the deceased was associated with max cassell french fifi and other notorious undesirables of french origin and that she was murdered because she knew too much 
There is not an atom of truth in the reports which are libelous and fake in their entirety. And that was Chief Inspector Sharp. So this takes us to Dutch Lair. Um, and I, you can really... Uh, this is where I started with this whole case. When I was originally going to do um, Murder Mile, the book, uh, originally this was where I started. Was I was going to do some more... Uh, digging into the Dutch Lair case because I, wa I wanted to re-go through it again and when I started looking at the press reports that's when I realised how structured they are to kind of make us dislike her and therefore we could, we will kind of, as people and society we will kind of accept the fact that she's murdered because we will go well it was her her choice that she lived that life and therefore she was murdered because she made the wrong decisions again demonising the victim um, so you could see that you could see uh, in every article it would pretty much every article it'd be the first paragraph would be a brief overview of the murder then it would go into why why it was acceptable that she should be murdered why we shouldn't pity her and we'll dive into that and then it becomes the mist uh, the, the the creating of this monster uh, who killed her um to first off um they like to try and reference her as an outsider to straight off the back uh she's a prostitute um she's bohemian uh therefore she's unconventional unorthodox she's carefree her mother would state uh i did not know much about her, uh, my own daughter's life except that she'd been working in the west end for years um oddly her, her mother would also say that she she tried to get her out of prostitution as far as we know that's that's complete and utter bullshit the police didn't take much credit um in dutch layer's mum's statement kathleen hind uh, because she was a blackmailer she used um, you know the, 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 a lot of her statements don't make sense um, again they play up the mystery of her name uh the fact that she was leah smith leah hind leah hines leah hines <laughs> dutch leah constance may hind constance smith um and that she was known as stilts that was apparently her nickname was stilts leah because she was really short but therefore she wore high heels I can't find any reference from any of the prostitutes who knew her who say we knew her as stilts. I think that's a fabrication invented by the press because it makes her sound a little bit tarty. Whereas all of the all of the prostitutes who knew her would say they either most of them knew her as Leia, very few knew her as Constance, or uh, I mean. I haven't actually heard any of the prostitutes refer to her as Dutch Leia, except the ones who didn't seem to know her and the ones who got their information from the press. Uh, again, the, there's with a lot of the victims, there seems to be an idea. If, if you're a patron subscriber, you'll have seen some of the articles that I posted, and quite often they make reference to pretty brunette murdered in Soho, and this is the same here. She's constantly described as pretty brunette. They focus in on her age because she's young. Um, they they again add the word prostitute in there, which kind of implies that she was chosen by a killer. The, the, this is a with this what i've tried to do with the uh this story is focus on french petite petite brunette but 
there's a kind of a prettiness there that which I, a lot of the press would pick up on and go well he's deliberately picked these ones because they're of a specific type and he kind of fancies them some reference to her past therefore that's why he wanted to kill her so she was murdered because of how she looked not because of some kind of mentality some deformity inside his brain it's her fault that she was murdered because she was pretty you see that with a lot of cases with serial killers as well they always focus on how young and pretty the girls were as opposed to here's a serial killer he's a mental fuck up do you know he's fucked up he's 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 deranged he should be locked up no it's it's the lady's fault that she was murdered because she was attractive um again you can see a, a, a reference to the xenophobia that's going on so obviously we're post world war one world war two is about to kick off so there's a lot of kind of uh fear of foreign we, i think if if i've already put out this the stanley king statement he ends it with uh his second statement with i believe uh, the man was of foreign origin and this is what's going on around this time all the articles make reference to leah heinz being of german extraction she wasn't german at all but they even in quite a lot of the articles they were put in bold between the paragraphs german she was german she was german extraction why because it, it helps you go well that's the reason she was murdered she was she's an undesirable interestingly especially with uh dutch layer as well um they love to mention the fact here's just a few uh, samples i've cut out uh, she was found partially dressed dressed she was in a state of undress uh she was just in her nightdress she was just in her underwear all of which implying a sex worker, all of which implying morally loose. Um, they always tie this together with the fact that she had a husband, but she wasn't living with her husband. She had a boyfriend who was living there, and yet she would bring men back to the flat. Um, also, here in, da- in the Daily Mirror, uh, her naked shoulders were marked and scratched. So straight off re- referencing the, the fact that she's on a bed and that she's naked and dressed only in her undergarments. Well, there we go. And, and repeatedly found on the bed. Um, dead girl on bed. Um, almost as if, she, same again, she's lying there. She's waiting for this killer to come in. Uh, her life is so pointless and useless. And thank God here comes a killer who's going to come along and immortalize her and i think that's one of the most tragic things really is when you think about all of these murders of prostitutes have gone on and I, I hopefully with one of these nugget things that i'm doing here hopefully i'm going to dive into the other murders that happened in around soho around the same time but most of these women their names will never be remembered for at, at all at all even like the by the time they were murdered they were forgotten but with someone like um with like jack the ripper they've been immortalized but they've only been immortalized as victims they've only been immortalized as i'm going to say in inverted commas prostitutes even though many of them weren't so it's kind of tragic in a way that they only get the recognition they only get a bit of recognition for their life because they were a prop or a device for a serial killer not as a person uh criminal record they're constantly referencing uh D- dutch layers criminal record um throughout they're always attributing her to french fifi 
even though we have no knowledge of whether Dutch Leia and French Fifi knew each other, no one mentions it in any of the witness statements. They don't say, even though they live two streets apart, no one ever says, oh, they were best friends. They never mentioned. So French Fifi is mentioned in there. Red Max is mentioned in there. Uh, Marie Cotton is mentioned in there. Quite often she's inc- incorrectly attributed as being a sex worker as well. L- much later on, they will also mention Black Rita, who's a case I hope to get to on Murder Mile, Ginger Ray, episodes eight and nine, Russian Dora, I'm still building that one up, and Margaret Cook, which is episode 13. So these are all murders from the 1940s, late 1940s, but they're tying them all in together as if they're connected. Um, and with Dutch Leia as well, um, they, they very much, I've kind of mentioned this earlier on, but they very much want uh, this area that she's in to be known as an underworld it's where all the criminals hang out it's dark it's dingy there's you can almost get a feeling like there's no daylight there it's kind of people walking around and oh muttering to each other and they're they've all got drugs in their pockets and oh, check me out check me out talking about drugs in pockets because that's that's what people do isn't it drugs in pockets um whereas when you look at uh, Dutch Leia and then we go on to French Marie, because the case has been out of favour, because the Soho Strangler is almost forgotten, um, because the press have actually forgotten that they created the Soho Strangler, it's their creation, they, they're the ones who came up with the uh, the name itself. We've gone back to how we were with the first case with French Fifi. It's kind of the press are just kind of reporting things as they are um with uh, uh french marie they 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 describe her as uh, five foot three 48 years old medium build pale complexion rouge cheeks reddish brown hair uh with blue eyes it's kind of a bit normal isn't it it's it's just there's no when you go through the article there's no bold capital saying jews foreign german extraction there, there's none of that there's no, there's no monsters there's no fear-mongering um they do because she's a prostitute they do kind of try and tie things together um in the birmingham gazette it says new turn in french marie mystery see not a sensational title they've just gone with something standard the man sought was uh one scene in the company of elsie mcmahon that's french marie they're using what they believed was her proper name also known as french marie on the afternoon of the 16th of august the day on which she was found strangled in a flat off euston road he was described as having a north country accent and is believed to be a native of newcastle again very simple very similar to how we were with french fifi uh sunday pictorial which i'll be honest have a tendency they're they're very tabloidy they make up a lot of bullshit um but even with this they make a couple of mistakes like making reference to her being irish french but they're being lazy by going well she's her surnames one of her surnames is mcmahon uh potentially her father might have been irish so we'll say she's french irish she's not um but when they describe the man who was seen as a, who we will later know is norman stevenson they describe him as five or three to four sallow complexion clean shaven mousy brown slip back hair which was greased slightly curly north country accent and was employed as a kitchen hand not terrible not terrible i mean he doesn't have he doesn't have a hunchback does he he doesn't have teeth drooling with blood which is what you'd expect from them they've just gone for the basics 
Um, in fact, it, it's ironic. It's actually in the police report itself that the police report is slightly more sensational than I would have wanted to see that or what you see with the press like even on page one of the police report um i can't remember who the officer is in charge of that one but he describes french marie as fat and ugly which is absolute absolutely abhorrent and even even with the description as well uh whoever wrote the report wrote it as uh that marie and uh, norman stevenson were involved in a drunken orgy it's not really a drunken orgy is it it's, it's two people having a couple of beers then having sex not really a drunken orgy um but that's it throughout as well they're constant constantly uh, when they're really moving ahead and they're, they're they really want all these murders to be connected um with french marie they do make some occasional references to uh the soho strangler but it's 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 really vague and the other murders as well so um evening standard 17th of august capital letters unsolved murders certain facts in the case particularly uh that the women may have met their death by strangulation have been in have been induced have induced superintendent yandel to instruct his assistants to re-examine the facts discovered in the three unsolved murders of the women in soho nothing is yet to suggest that there is any connection between the four cases and this line of inquiry is a routine one holy shit factual accuracy i mean they've said it could be connected nothing to suggest them yet this is just a routine inquiry holy shit that's absolutely <laughs> it's a miracle um unfortunately there are some other articles out there which which do love to ramp it up like uh, the sunday sun um headline in bold and capitals soho crimes recalled uh the sinister significance of a crime in it crime in its resemblance to the others uh which within the last two years have taken place in soho without the guilty being brought home to anyone uh these were the cases of french fifi marie janet cotton uh, sorry marie janet cousins they've got her name wrong and constance hind again wrong uh bold capitals the riddle of paulette so that's fine because one of her prostitute names was french paulette uh, they state that the radio was turned on to drown out the call for help. It wasn't. It was just they had the music on. Um, uh, various theories of the crime are being considered, but it is believed that the cause was a quarrel over money. See, not terrible. It's likely that that was what happened. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. As you can see, the kind of the the, the way that they demonise the person is by um, putting we put we as a reader put ourselves on a, on a higher pedestal than them we can look down on them and because we're looking down on them we can go well that's why they were murdered um you wouldn't get that if they were wealthy would you or attractive or you know uh, of someone who we're meant to meant to regard highly because they're of a, a lower level because they're foreign because they're because they're women um that makes it easier to demonize them and therefore we can focus on the killer and we can praise the killer for doing uh, a, an amazing job being skillful and intelligent and uh, witty and even as some people do suggest that a serial killer is charming if you enjoyed that there's more to come
Your regular episodes of Murder Mile will return on Thursday the 27th of April, or a few days earlier via Patreon. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.